0: I think most of us here today are familiar with the gospel reading and the account of Thomas. So it was that first Easter Sunday in the evening after the women had been to the tomb and found it empty. The disciples were in the upper room behind a locked door. All the disciples were there except for Thomas. Thomas. Now, there's no account as to why Thomas wasn't there. We just know that he wasn't present. And as they were behind that locked door, Jesus appears to them. Now, you can only imagine that when Thomas finally returns and he's with the other disciples, their excitement and their joy as they tell Thomas, we've seen the Lord, he's alive. But then what is Thomas's response? I don't believe you. Until I see for myself, until I put my fingers in the nail prints and put my hand in his side, I don't believe a word you've said. So then a week later, in the same upper room, behind the same locked doors, with Thomas now present, Jesus once again appears. And he points out Thomas directly, Thomas, come here. Put your fingers in the nail prints. Put your hand in my side. Don't doubt. Believe. Now, there's no account in Scripture that Thomas actually physically touched Jesus. The only thing we have is Thomas's profound affirmation of faith when he proclaims, my Lord and my God. And I think at times, Thomas gets a bad rap. We know him as Doubting Thomas. If we use that in our speech today, it's not normally a good thing. When we call somebody a Doubting Thomas, it's not good. But then I began thinking, so if Thomas doubted, what about the other disciples? Was there doubt in their minds so earlier in John chapter 20, we have the account of Mary going to the tomb. And Mary goes to the tomb, and she looks inside, and she sees that it's empty. But does she automatically believe it's empty, he's risen, he's alive? Even when Jesus comes to her and starts talking to her, she assumes he's the gardener and says to her, and he said, she says to him, Where have you taken him? Tell me where you've put his body, and I will go get it. It wasn't until Jesus says her name, Mary, that her eyes were opened, and she saw Jesus. And then at that moment, she runs back to tell the other disciples. In Luke 24, we get the account of Mary going to the disciples and the other women, telling them they've seen the Lord, the tomb is empty, But what do the disciples say in return? We don't believe you. We count your words as foolishness. In fact, Peter himself then runs to the empty tomb to see for himself. Obviously, there was doubt. And then later in Luke 24, we have the account of the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. As they're walking along, Jesus comes up to them and begins a conversation. And in that conversation, they tell Jesus all the things that had happened in Jerusalem, that their Lord had been put to death and crucified and had been laid in a tomb. They tell him about the women going to the tomb and finding it empty. But yet, in all that account, do they tell the stranger that's walking with them, but he's risen, he's alive, they don't say those words at all. Obviously, there is doubt. It's not until they go and they have supper that night and Jesus breaks the bread that their eyes are open and they see Jesus. And in that joy and excitement, they run to tell the other disciples in Jerusalem. As I think about all these scenes of Jesus, I'm reminded of a song that I usually listen to every Easter season. And when I tell you I'm going to be dating myself, um, this song came out probably mid-80s, late-80s. It was performed by two Christian artists at the time, Sandy Patty and Lauren Harris. Um, it was called I've Just Seen Jesus. And it's a striking song in that the, the chorus is, I've just seen Jesus, and I tell you, he's alive. And I want to tell you today that even though we don't have Jesus physically present here with us, and I think that's what Jesus was getting at when he said, blessed are those that have not seen and yet believe in that we don't have him physically here with us. But yet, my friends, let me tell you, he is still here. He is still present, and we can see him in our daily lives and I want to hold you to that, that don't miss those opportunities when you can come face to face with Jesus. I've had several experiences recently. If you were here about a month ago and I gave my witness about my trip to Vietnam and Cambodia in January, I want to reflect on a couple of those experiences again. And the first one was when we were in Vietnam, we got the opportunity to go to Friendship Village which was their veteran's home for their veterans, children, and grandchildren of those that were affected by Agent Orange. And most of the children that were there have some form of physical or mental disability. And as we went from classroom to classroom and I observed the teachers ministering to those children, I can tell you, in the face of those teachers, I saw Jesus. I saw Jesus as the one that was ministering to those children. In the faces of the children as they interacted with us and with the teachers, as I looked in those children's eyes, I once again saw Jesus. He was present in that moment. And as one young man that was in one of the last classes went to, he had me come down and sit by him. And then as the class ended, as we were exiting the room, he came up and grabbed my hand. And he walked with me hand in hand as we went across the courtyard. And we went to the home of where the veterans were living. And I can tell you in that moment, as I looked at that young man's face and we were holding hands, it was as if I was walking through that courtyard with Jesus hand in hand and then we got the opportunity to actually go and talk to the veterans and in the conversation that we had and in the translation back and forth healing took place and as tears started coming down the eyes of the veterans and as we embraced I can tell you in that moment I saw Jesus in the face in the eyes of those veterans As we moved on and we went to Cambodia, we had the opportunity with one of the local pastors to go to a railroad village. Now this is a village that the residents, not necessarily homeless, but they've had a hard lot in life. So they basically took up residence along this active railroad. So the houses and the shacks that they have built are literally four to five feet from an active railroad. And as that pastor was ministering to his flock, again, it was as if I was seeing Jesus ministering to those individuals. It was Jesus that was reaching down and hugging them and crying with them and holding their hands and praying with them. And as we had opportunity then to actually interact with the residents there ourselves, and in the same embracing and fellowship and prayer and tears, in each one of those individuals' faces, I saw Jesus. Jesus is evident all around us. I think in in some other sermons, I think I've talked about my dog Oliver. And my dog Oliver has his own ministry as we walk along High Street he has his own ministry to the homeless people we encounter on High Street. Oliver's never hesitant to walk up and bury himself into their laps and nuzzle them and give them kisses. And I tell you, in that moment of that ministry, I've gotten to know some of those individuals. And in our conversations and in the interaction I see with Oliver, I can tell you, Jesus is there, Jesus is present, I can see Jesus in their faces. So don't take those encounters for granted. Take the opportunity to look and to see Jesus. He's evident in every face that you see, in your loved ones, in your children, in your parents, in your friends, those that we call our family. Jesus Is present. And not only is Jesus present in people and ourselves, but he's also present in the creation, in nature, in everything that surrounds us, in the trees, in the grass, in the sunsets and the sunrises. Don't neglect to see Jesus present there. One of my friends, he actually posted uh, a picture on Facebook. He had gotten off working. Um, a 2 to 11 shift at the hospital. And when he had gotten home, there was a brilliant full moon above his apartment. And he took a picture and he posted it on Facebook and he said, Hi, God. Let's not forget John chapter 1 where it talks about the Word was with God from the beginning and the Word became flesh and that flesh and that Word is Jesus Christ. Jesus was from the beginning in creation, so in creation, we see Jesus. I took a picture myself. I was actually recently on a trip to Rochester, and I got up early one morning, and I was getting ready in the bathroom, and I looked out the window and saw the most brilliant sunrise I have seen in a long time. It was that sunrise where it's all the yellows and the oranges. And in that sunrise, I had to take a picture of it, and I posted it on Facebook like everybody else does. I saw Jesus. I saw that creation. I saw that moment of where you can definitely look at it and say, Hi, God. And as I talked about Oliver before, I think in creation and in animals, we definitely have that aspect of Jesus in that unconditional love. Many times when I'm dealing with Oliver and I get upset and I yell at him and I tell him he's been a bad boy, 30 seconds later, he's right curled up in my lap, nuzzling me, giving me kisses. It's that unconditional love that we find in Jesus himself. For there's times I know I've done it, you've done it, We get mad at God. We get upset at God. But let me tell you that not 30 seconds, not one second, immediately, Jesus is there wrapping his arms around you, telling you he loves you. So now that we've talked about where we see Jesus in our everyday lives, do we let people that we encounter see Jesus in us. Should we not, as Christians, be that reflection of Jesus to the world in our actions, in our words, how we treat other people, how we minister to the LGBT community, we, we, we minister to the marginalized, the homeless, should that not be our reflection of who Jesus is? We should have that unconditional love that only Jesus can give. So as we go about our own daily lives, let's not forget that we are to be Jesus to others. I to want to read one portion of Scripture to you. It's out of John chapter 15, and it says this. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. This is my command. Love each other. If we do that, then we will be that reflection of Jesus to all that we meet. So I challenge you today, don't have doubt. Even though we don't have Jesus physically present here with us today, let me assure you that he is here, that he is present, that he does walk beside us. Look into the faces of those around you, And it will be easy for you to see that he is here. And let us be Jesus to others. Let us be that embodiment of Jesus' love to all that we meet and encounter. Let us, as King Avenue, be Jesus to those that the church has said you don't belong. Let us spread the true love of God, of Jesus that all that we encounter will be able to exclaim, just like in that song, I've just seen Jesus, and I tell you, he's alive. Amen.